Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Geek Vibes Live is rated G for Geek. Hey, this is Matt Lesher. This is Phil Lamar. Hey, this is Rodney Taylor, a.k.a. the Penguin Gotham, and you are listening to Geek Vibes Live. Today on Geek Vibes interview, we're going to be listening, or we're going to be talking, I should say, to James Ward, who is the Sony senior animator and head animator on an amazing movie called Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse that's coming out today. Well, tonight technically, um, but I got to see it Saturday, so I'm very excited to talk to him. Just waiting for a word. James is on. All right, James, it's, it's good to finally talk to you. Uh, my name is Dane Alves. <laughs> uh, I'm from Geek Vibes. I apologize about all the technical issues, but it's great having you on. Um, how are you doing today? Hey, no worries. I guess there's a lot of middlemen there uh, in between, but uh, I'm doing great. Great, man. Well, I, I went into a lot of your credentials beforehand of like some of the films that you've worked on. Um, I have to say specifically, just to start off, I saw, obviously, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse Saturday for a press screening. I was blown away not only by the movie itself, but specifically the uh, animation on it. Um, just an incredible film. And, you know, you've worked with Spider-Man beforehand, you know, working on Amazing Spider-Man in certain scenes for the visual effects. Uh, you've worked on Amazing Spider-Man 2 with the visual effects and also Homecoming. So I'm assuming you, you like Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah, I've worked with Sony for uh, quite a while, and we tend to do a lot of Spider-Man movies. So, uh, yeah, I like to go from one to the other, and uh, I am actually going to go on to the next one, Far From Home. So I'm looking forward to that. 
I am looking forward to that movie, too. Uh, can you tell us all the spoilers about it? I'm just kidding. Um, I just, uh, <laughs> you know, to kind of get, like, a little bit of... I, for our listeners out there in Geek Vibes Nation that doesn't know a lot about you, like, how did you get started in animation and visual effects? Um, I saw that you worked in a theater when you were a kid. Uh, I actually also worked in a the theater, which is one of the reasons why I got so deeply involved in film. Uh, is that also something that tied you to getting involved in animation and visual effects? Yeah, 100%. I um, worked as an usher in a movie theater when I was growing up. Like, and Kind of in high school is when I got that job, and I, I stuck with it. I got to see free movies as a perk, so that was just great to do. And, uh, and so I uh, stuck with it all the way through college. I, you know, was a cashier and then a manager and I got to run the projectors and, you know, film the, the uh, thread the film through the projectors and everything and learn how to cut it up. And yeah, it was just great. And I think like what really sparked me was probably seeing Toy Story for the first time. I'm sure a lot of animators felt that same spark too. When, uh, when you first see Toy Story for the first time, it just really blew me away, even as a, a 12-year-old kid. And uh, it just, yeah, it just planted a seed in me that I, I just wanted to know how they made that movie. And uh, it just always stuck with me. So, Yeah, and I mean, I think that Toy Story, like you were saying, it kind of led not only people like yourself to be inspired to start animating, but it kind of changed the course of animation between the old style that Disney was known for and then what we would have with Pixar and, and DreamWorks and going up to today with the 3D animation. And specifically with Edge, uh, Into the Spider-Verse, I almost said Edge of Tomorrow, that's a video game. Sorry. Uh, Into the Spider-Verse, <laughs> I just noticed that brilliant um, combination of the 3D animation mixed with some video game aspects and special little or certain scenes, if you will, mixed with comics, with doing thought bubbles, which was, I think, completely awesome, and, and I, I'd never seen done like that before. Yeah, it really feels like this is the most true to a comic book that we've ever seen in animation, and it's it's really incredible what they've what they what they've accomplished and what we've accomplished, but. The, um, we used a lot of anime um, tricks and a lot of anime reference for, for doing a lot of the animation design. Um, and that, that helped a lot for, for doing this, such a unique style that we were trying to aim for. I could completely see that, for sure. Um, I was kind of, this is a question that I'm pretty sure I know the answer to. Um, I don't think the listeners would probably, and you can kind of clear the air. When it comes to, you know, uh, animation, because of the voice acting, and you guys had a killer cast, what comes first exactly between them laying down the vocal track and then you making the animation around that, or do you make the animation, they lay down the vocal track, and then you have to go back and work on the mouse a little bit? It's always been something that's been curious to me when it comes to animation. Um, yeah, well, it's generally always the the person going in and doing the voice acting first, and then we act to we do our animation to that because that helps with like you you want to get the inflections of all the voice and 
and all the little mannerisms that they might do. And sometimes we'll even get to see the recordings ourselves as we're working on it to kind of see what the actor chose to do with their hands and, you know, their face. Um, so that helps a lot, too, when we're the, animating the shot. But sometimes some of the reads might not be exactly what they want, and so they might go in and they actually, you know, uh, redo the voiceover. And sometimes that might come across as a, a little bit odd because we're not animating to that, but they try to, once they have the animation, they can kind of make it work as best they can with the, the voiceover. That has to take a long time to do any of that, obviously, and I, to kind of like lay that out, I read that, you know, one of your favorite scenes that you worked on was the uh, opening scene with Miles Morales entering his new prep school, and um, you that took two months by itself to animate? <laughs> yes, it did. Yeah, so that was, um, that was a, a, a really wild shot, because usually shots like that have so many background characters, and you are, are kind of divvying up the work people. You're saying, okay, you're in charge of doing all of these background characters here, and you're in charge of these and, and, and those. But but this shot, for some reason, I was I was stuck with doing all of it. And uh, I didn't, like, there, I had some help maybe in the beginning for, like, a, a week or so, and then they had to jump on the other shot, and so then it was back on to me. And so, like, it was collaborative, but I generally did, did most of all the choreography that happened in that shot. And, yeah, that was just my life for about two, two and a half months. But it was a very rewarding experience to see, like, my longest shot in my career on the screen. That was great. Absolutely, and uh, I think it definitely worked out. Uh, that that's that was a great scene in itself. It just, I don't think I have enough patience to be able to do that, or skills, really, when it comes down to it, uh, <laughs> for that sort of animation, but... Kudos to you, man, for being able to do that. Two months for that one scene. That's, it really puts in perspective the amount of work, you know, someone that's an animator or does visual effects, how long you guys have to do with these renderings and, and the whole process of putting this together. Like another movie that you worked on, um, Edge of Tomorrow, um, you know, I watched a scene, but that had such brilliant special effects with those monsters. And, you know, I'm assuming uh, most of that, was all visual effects. I mean, I'm sure that some of it was practical, but, I mean, you guys basically kind of made the landscape, the monsters, I'm assuming the tech suits even to an extent. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. There was a, a lot of stuff that went into that, and that was that was really fun because those, um, those characters, the aliens, were just so unique and different seeing, uh, seeing those and the way they moved um, were just so crazy and wild. We got to do so many different tests on how they could move, and it was just uh, really fantastic to get to work on that one. I really enjoyed that. Well, what I loved about the uh, creatures specifically in that and how they moved, they were, it was like mechanical, but they were almost like symbiotes, like two. They, they, they moved kind of liquid, um, but at the same time, very, very mechanical in the way that they moved at the same time. I, that probably didn't make much sense, but I love... Edge of Tomorrow, I think that was a great movie, I mean, partially because of the visual effects in it. But um, kind of, you know, catering to how you worked with Homecoming, um, and now you worked on Into Spider-Verse, uh, obviously it sounds like you did a lot more with Into Spider-Verse specifically, 
But what's it like going from a project like Homecoming with the visual effects compared to doing this with, you know, Miles Morales, these characters, and Into the Spider-Verse? Oh, yeah, it's it's totally different. There's there's so much more realism, you know, with the live-action um, set and all that, and you have to... We, we rely on a lot of video reference, um, and you don't get to you know, uh, do as, as many, like, cheats, I guess, you could do. With, with full CG animation, you get to do, you know, everything. Everything is constructed, and if you need to cheat something, you can, and you get away with a lot more. The physics don't have to make complete sense. They have to, you know, be grounded a little bit in our world, but not, like, totally, and it's, um, it's a lot more free, but it's, um, they all, they both have their own challenges, and it's, uh, it's nice to work at a place that I can do one or the, you know, go back and forth and work at, at live action VFX and then go to the complete CG, you know, fun Looney Tunes stuff. You know, it's, it's really, it's really rewarding. Absolutely. And that kind of goes into my next question, you know, uh, the word rewarding or even like, what did you, what do you think that you have more fun doing is, is or not even fun, like, What's more of a overall uh, trying to think? It's like task sounds like a bad word, but I'm basically between having to be so, you know, um, doing visual effects for something like Homecoming, where you know, like you said, like it's all grounded, it's all in our real world. You have to literally try to make us believe as as um, people watching it that this is real, which most of the time that that happens. And then with this, with the animation. You know, which one is more the task and which one do you actually prefer? Um, I, I honestly don't know the answer to that question because I kind of, I like the variety of it. I like, you know, having to be grounded in reality and, and deal with the, the confines of that and then also, um, you know, being free and being able to do what you want in the in the CG world. So it's kind of like I like I like both of them. I like the variety of it. Um, there, there's obviously frustrations that happen uh, in both sides, uh, but like, yeah, when you're in, in Homecoming, we're making I was making, you know, Vulture and Spider Man and the airplane all flying at. 500 miles an hour, and they have to be going exactly like, you know, that speed, <laughs> all flying through space at that speed, and all have to work and be able to pass down the pipeline, and it's, uh, it's, it's taxing, but it's, uh, it, it looks great in the, in the end, and so it's all worth it, and then, then you get to go and spend a long time just developing really fine details of facial expressions in the CG world. So it's just it's very different, but there's um, there's good things and bad about both. Absolutely. I think one of my favorite aspects of the animation was how you guys designed um, Wilson Fisk, a.k.a. the uh, Kingpin. And uh, I love that the story itself kind of made him physically imposing. Well, I mean, he's always been a physically imposing character, but... It seemed like even with your the look of uh, Vanessa, they kind of had a look similar to the Vincent D'Onofrio uh, style that we're used to from Daredevil, specifically with her, but how did you guys, I mean, he's supposed to be this big, physically imposed character. How did you come up with that look? 
basically. Was there any um, inspiration from anything else? Um, that's a good question. I um, so there's like maybe a year and a half worth of like early uh, development. You know, looked at of how mm-hmm. all the character designs are coming across and everything, and I. I had no part in that, so I can't take any credit for the designs of the the characters or anything. But um, I only got to work with Kingpin like once on one shot, uh, but he was a very okay. interesting character to animate because he's just so big and bulky, and you know, you just kind of move him back and forth a little bit as a walk. And uh, yeah, it's uh, it's he's he's a fun character. Absolutely, and. Uh, Obviously, we, I don't want to give any spoilers away, but you guys out there listening know this is about... It, the movie is called Into the Spider-Verse. So the ending has this particular thing where the Spider-Verse is kind of having a collision. Did you specifically work on that animation? And um, I, it, I, it was visually breathtaking. Did you have like a certain ins- inspiration for that style or anything like that going into it? Um, unfortunately, I didn't have any specific shots on that final sequence, but yes, it, uh, I completely agree that it was breathtaking on how, how everything looked at the end. It's just, there's so much going on and it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's really wild, but, um, but I didn't have any, any input there, unfortunately. Oh, okay. Well, either way, I think, yeah, it was visually breathtaking and like you said there was so much going on specifically in that scene but it didn't like take your attention away from things going on within the storyline which happens a lot of times i don't know if that's a compliment with you know doing something with animation like we're talking about or it's just you know good storytelling when it comes to being able to do animation correctly or visual effects Unlike certain movies, you know, that have happened in the past, and trying to, like maybe a Transformers movie where literally it can be visual noise, you guys never have that in this. Or Homecoming, for that matter, too. Yeah, I mean, it just goes to, you know, the credit to the storyboard artists and all the, the story people and and uh, everybody that just got together and, and, and made that third act just so, so well, well done. Absolutely. Well, James, I appreciate you, uh, you know, talking with us and taking time to, uh, you know, let us know more information about the amazing visual effects in this movie. I guess my last question to you is, you know, when, and and I am completely confident, when this movie gets a sequel, greenlit, uh, you know, I obviously you're the animator, but with these characters, you've worked on the actual story. What direction would you like to see the sequel go in? like other characters from different worlds, where would you like to see Miles go in the next movie? Oh man, that's a good one. I'm, I don't, I don't know. I don't get to, uh, do all the story stuff. So, um, I don't know. I just would love to see, see the next chapter. I hope, you know, we get some more of Gwen. I hope that, uh, Miles and Gwen have an ongoing relationship and hopefully the, the older Peter Parker, we get to see more. Maybe he he starts to get his life together a little bit more. Uh, yeah, I'd like to see a lot more of these characters because they're just so fun. Maybe this is something that you can squash. There was a rumor that originally that role was to Tobey Maguire, but he turned it down. Do you know anything about that, or is that just BS rumors? <laughs> 
I I know nothing about that. I, okay. I don't know anything about the rumors. I think that was fan-made, I would guess. Probably. Probably. I thought I would just ask since you kind of, like, yeah. went into that character. Um, but, yeah, James, thank you so much for uh, talking to us. And uh, after the next one comes out, uh, which I know it will, or even if you want to come uh, and talk to us after uh, Welcome Home, we'd love to have you back on Geek Fives. And um, if you want to plug anything or, or make any closing statements, uh, just happy that you were here to talk to us. Not just everyone go check out the movie. Um, we need great box office to uh, make some more of these, and we just all want to see and make some more of these movies. So go check it out. Absolutely. Geek Vibes Nation, listen to James because he is completely correct. Um, you know, if we want another movie like this, we got to get into uh, the seats in the theaters, and I'm going to see it again uh, this weekend. I thought it was that good. And I hope everyone that goes and sees it enjoys it as much as I did because I thought it was a fantastic ride and just a great movie in general, which is something that's hard to take out of a superhero film. I love superhero films, but sometimes they can be superhero films and sometimes they can be a great movie with a superhero concept thrown on top of it. And I think that this movie, as, as crazy as it is, it really had that all in it. So, James, thank you once again, like I said, for joining us and have a terrific evening, sir. All right, thanks a lot for having me. Have a good one. No problem. Thank you. All right, guys. So now that you have heard from James a little bit more about the animation specifically with this, uh, I mean, I don't know how I can – I'm not even trying to sell you, really. I was about to make that statement. But honestly, you, once you see this movie, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. It is so much fun. It is a great story. Uh, it is a great Spider-Man film, and it's a great film in general. So march to theaters this weekend, see Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, check out the incredible score, if it matters to you, if it doesn't, whatever, that it has on Rotten Tomatoes right now, and realize that, me specifically saying this, this might be the best animated movie I've seen since, I don't know, Kubo and Two Strings? That's, wait, that was actually... Now I'm thinking about it. I don't know if that's technically considered. Well, no, it is. It's still considered. Mulana? There you go. Doesn't matter. Either way, this is a great film. It involves Miles Morales, a great character. And uh, I can't wait to see it again, and I can't wait to find about about a sequel in about a month, because I know this is going to make a buttload of money. So let us know how you feel, guys. Like the normal. Uh, you know, find us on Twitter or Facebook, Geek Vibes Nation, and post Retweet this wonderful interview and uh, post how you feel about the movie after you see it. Uh, if you know, if you loved it, let us know, and everything else, don't. No, I'm just kidding. I don't think that you're going to have any problems with this movie. It's, it really is that good. I'm not trying to – I was surprised how much I liked it, basically. Um, you can see the aspects of Lord and Miller on this movie, really, because it – it was like the Lego movie. I went to Lego movie going, eh, whatever. And it was completely blown away just by a, a great movie, a great story. Um, and like I said, I think, I think of one thing, the voice cast in this is incredible. So let me know how you like it. And you guys have a wonderful evening. Let the geek fives be with you. Hey, Bob's. This is Cal Dodd. You're now listening to G-
Geek Vibes Live. Peace out. The unstoppable, do the impossible, we the undeniable, royalty indefinable. Ford knows that your vehicle is a reflection of you. So they design beautifully innovative, stylish cars like the Explorer, Escape, and Fusion to make your journey safer, smarter, and more dynamic. Ford, born to roll. Roll Learn more at IamBornToRoll.com. Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive's Employee of the Month, two months in a row. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. I just had a new idea for our song about the Name Your Price tool. So when it's like, tell us what you want to pay, hey, 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 and the trombone goes, blah, 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 and you say, we'll help you find coverage options to fit your budget. Then we just all do finger snaps while a choir goes, savings coming at ya, savings coming at ya. Yes? No? Maybe? Anyway, see your practice tonight. I got new lyrics for the rap break. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.